0: Howdy, howdy, everybody! This is uh, Tex, and it's been a while since I talked to anybody, but uh, definitely got a good, good episode for you this week. Power Plant finally got Power Plant on this thing, and boy, did he—he uh, he brought the heat like always. That is a uh, one hell of a funny man. I hope y'all add him on his Snapchat. He gave a Snapchat out. I'm not gonna look it up and throw it out either. <laughs> on the front of this, but you can't add mine, uh, that is T-Y-V-A-N-C-E-8-8, Ty vance Vance-88, all, uh, all one grouping, one word, anyway, we had some bad cell signal getting started, and so I edited out a lot of the splatchy parts, but as soon as we started recording, uh, I ran over a blowout on the side of the road, and it blew out a back tire on my trailer we were loaded at 14 mama cows on that trailer we were hauling into uh herford of course i'm gonna start hiccuping when i'm trying to do this damn thing anyway <clears throat> so i got up to the scale house and i lost all signal power plant well he kept going on and he was talking about some real good stuff so listening back to it i heard both sides of the conversation and it was basically unlistenable because i was like what can you hear me now what are you there then he was saying the same thing back to me so i edited that out but he touched back on it uh the second time around so i think it'll make sense to everybody anyway real proud of this podcast is a damn good one so i hope you enjoy come on big holy shit i just ran over a big old blowout what's going on
1: now? Blow out diaper or blow out tire?
0: Ah, uh, well, I blew over, uh, ran over, blown out tire and blew out my diaper. Okay. Anyway, can you hear me good now?
1: Why in the world is it saying that I'm not, is it saying I'm connected on you? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, maybe that'll work. I moved 15 foot. <laughs> no, what are, are you, you doing?
0: Well, I'm about to get up here to Cavness, and uh, man, mom just leg-footed it. She came around me in Hartford and just let the doors loose on the thing. She's way up here. I can't catch her.
1: What's she gonna do?
0: Talk to the guys at the scale house so I don't have to. She knows how many cows we got. You can fill out all that information that I don't have to do. Hell, oh, you man. know I'm half illiterate. I can't do that anyway. <laughs>
1: Well, at least you and I are in the same boat.
0: Well, yeah, there's been one or two times I've left out here without the weight ticket because you kind of got to prod them to get the weight ticket. She's been mad at me.
1: <laughs> oh, well. Take it over. You know, just do what I say. Just write the check and ask for forgiveness it's later. nice having proof that you all Do what? Do what? I said
0: just... It's kind of nice having proof that you hauled something up here.
1: Oh hell! Do you guys haul them in by the pot load and then weigh them, or what?
0: These are just thirty-two uh, foot trailer fools, but we crammed. We couldn't fit another cow in both these trailers, but we got them all without bringing cow third or one. calf. Twenty-nine cows that are all limpy, got bad feet, just end of their life. No more good in them. That. Skin and bones. But that's a good thing about us. We're so close to Cavness. I think it's... 40 oh, you guys are
1: out right there by like a packer it. then. Yeah. I used yep. to send some cattle. They I sent some cattle down to Lone Star before. Lone Star kill plant. Where's that question. one at? Down by <laughs> San Angelo, I think. This is in...
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah, it's way down there.
0: This is in Hartford, Texas. And Hereford claims to be the cattle, the cattle. Uh, oh my goodness! They've got the biggest population of cow cattle in the, the certain amount of square miles, more than anybody else does. There's a bunch of feed yards around here. That's all. Yeah, this place that's kind of what
1: Herford's known. Just cattle. I tell you what, that's like Texas. Yeah. You yep. know, Texas, everything's bigger than Texas. I respect that comment because it's true. Because really. look how big Texas. is. But there's guys down there, yeah, we got 7 million cows in our state. Okay, well, Missouri, Missouri, we've got 5.2 million or whatever it is. You know, we're just barely behind, and we're not very big. I wish we could pass them, though, on that cow-calf deal, but I doubt that'll ever happen. I don't know. I
0: don't know. It's just something to behold when you come up here to Hereford. It's just... Feed yard after feed yard, then they got a great big packer here, Cavness. and they're all over. And then all the dairies on top of that that have moved in the last several years. Man, I tell you years. what, that
1: packer deal right
0: now on the calf side—that's a killer. So, what all do you know about that? I hadn't even been uh, following the market. Do what? What do you? What all can you know on? What all do you know on that? Uh, well, what I. What I know up. is
1: that, uh, so we're finally, uh, we're finally investigating whatnot. There's been a suit filed and we're investigating and, uh, you know, they're, they're going against them for collusion, monopolization, and a, a lot of other stuff. I mean, you know, whenever they say that they can't kill no more cattle and they ain't been talking to each other and this and that, you know, that's complete bull crap. These, this cattle deal, you know, it's it's dropping limit every dang day, and it has been for the last six weeks. It is. Oh yeah, it's bad, man. Wait, the, what's the, the other day when I heard the hey, or really it was yesterday, it was the first day. This it actually went up in the last six weeks. It's just been bad, you know, rough, and that, I've got so many freaking calves, so many calves in my lot at home. I don't know what to do. I got a big payment coming up, and I don't really want to get rid of them because, well, this thing's what it is, and you know it's it's a complete bloodbath, and we're going for broke and not the good kind. You know this this deal. Thankfully, somebody's finally getting some some. Oh, me. that you know he is trying to reach out to a congressional person. Uh, individual that is supposed to be, you know, hearing the people's voices and that we've elected in and whatnot, and and honestly, he called him, called him, called him four or five, six times in a day, and they finally called him back at four forty-five. They were talking. And they said, "Oh, everybody else in the office is leaving. It's four fifty-eight. I gotta hop off here and go. Thank you for your time." And that's what we're battling against. I mean, this thing isn't. The government is not gonna help us. You know, this deal is, is plumb scary and plumb bad. That's a, uh, you know, the only way to do it is this negotiated trade. We can't be making any trade deals with these packers because that just means they're walking over us. I mean, fats right now are under a dollar. There was some cattle traded up north, and I mean, like, up in Iowa and Nebraska, I went for a buck-oh-three, buck-oh-two to a buck-oh-three fat cattle. And there's a lot of cattle down south that they were, they the, the Packers are playing this uh oh psycho- psychologic side. The uh, they're putting out there, yeah, we're buying calves for ninety-seven cents, but they're not telling the quality calves. They're down south, and I'm not I'm not saying anybody's quality is better than the other, but they were junk calves and they bought them for ninety-seven cents. And you know that, that average is right there at 90 cents to or 99 cents to a buck right now, and what needs to be happening is These guys need to be getting into some some groups and some consolidated groups, which are all around, and putting their cattle on there and really sticking to their word, saying they aren't going to get rid of them if they don't have to. And, you know, some of these cattle are getting a little bit big, but it's starting to weigh on these packers. I mean, it's honestly starting to hurt them because they can't get cattle. They can't. We're finally somewhat sticking together, but we've got to grit our teeth and take the lashing a little bit longer. And to in order, and I mean, whenever I say a little bit longer, I mean another month or two. Oh,
0: finally. All righty. Can you hear me? Yeah, let's get down to business, man.
1: Fine by me. I'm pulling over. Talking about the Packers and the collusion and shit like that. How'd the blowout go?
0: Well, it wasn't bad at all. I thought I was going to have to jack my trailer off. I just took the studs out of it and pulled that bad bitch out. Got that 14 cows out of it. It popped right off.
1: So did it blow like there at the
0: at the scale house or what? I think when I ran over that uh, blowout on the road, right when we first started talking, uh, I think it might have done it then. It... Wasn't that bad. I don't think it rode that many more miles than what I think that blowout was.
1: There but you go.
0: We got it figured out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all that matters. Hell, if I was pulling triple axles back in the day and I had one blowout, I said to piss on it. I just pulled the tire off and put it back on whenever I was home. I didn't care about doing it on the road.
0: Yeah, I'll just still. It's a long ways from the ground to hitting anything. It won't. uh, Up here in God's country, we got flat land and good roads anyway, so. What more could a guy ask for except good tires? Yeah,
1: son, you want to see God's country. Come on up here to Missouri.
0: Dude, I can't wait to have the rendezvous up there. Are you kidding me?
1: Dude, it's going to get freaking western. Oh, man, it'd be awesome. It's going to get western. (laughs)
0: Anyway, I was talking to the guys there unloading the trailers, and they said they were, uh, so they kill fourteen to 1,600 head a day. And I said, have y'all numbers gone up since the Tyson fire? And he said, no, it stayed the same. But he said in January they're going to hire a second crew and they're going to be uh, processing more cows every day.
1: Hold on, what would you just say?
0: Uh, I talked to the guy unloading our trailers to work there at Cavness, and he said they uh, – kill 14 to 1600 head a day really and in january they're gonna hire a second crew and do more but he didn't say how many more Huh?
1: i don't know but, i don't know what a good adequate number for a pecker to kill a day is well uh i took this one girl on a date that
0: was last winter and it was one of them uh, hibachi grills or whatever you wanna call it where they chop up the onions and make the train. And we turned out we were sitting across from some people that worked here at Friona and they were two two thousand a day. That ain't bad,
1: that ain't bad.
0: I don't know what that plant here in Friona is. You we know, never... that's
1: kinda that's really sad though, because I know that you're talking about cows, but on the on the fat cow side of deal of a packer they're making them guys that own them packing companies they're they're profiting uh over 550 bucks a uh, bucks a head you know do that math whoa yeah do that math
0: yeah that's uh that's really something we turned we went to church with a guy that worked at that packing plant in Friona. this was a long time ago when he was working there. i think it was back in the 80s or 90s 80s i want to say and uh, they unionized, and they went on strike for a while. So they had, like, a Guatemalan crew that would come in and work nights, and all the white guys, or whatever you want to call it, would work during the day. And he's telling us about how they went on strike. Well, it screwed them. they screwed them out out of all of their uh, 401k money.
1: How'd they do that?
0: they uh, said they'd give it to the uh, Guatemalans if they'd come in and take that deal and the Guatemalans took it all and it screwed him out of all of his money. Wow. He worked, there was a lot of guys that had been there for 30 years and they lost all of that retirement money. Just completely screwed them over. And they did a lawsuit and they never, it never came to flu, uh, through. Fluition. I think maybe it did, and they didn't get very much money back from it.
1: There you are. You keep cutting in and out something awful. Uh, Well, I got three bars in LTE. One more would be perfect. I'm there at four bars in LTE. I don't know. I think it's just this freaking app. I know.
0: I'm starting to get pretty pissed off at it. Yeah, I'm gonna put an Anchor ad up at the front of it, too. <laughs> yeah, make them, make them watch it. Shit. Yeah, Ugh. for the people at home, we've been trying to do this podcast for a little bit or do a podcast, and the damn app wouldn't let us record anything on it. And that's why we hadn't had any podcasts up. The damn app's been crashed. Master? Uh, both of them. Remember that was last night. We were trying to call Evan and the governor.
1: Oh yeah, what's and, that governor been doing?
0: No, no, he hadn't even been in the group lately. I guess that was more than last night that we were trying to do that. But he's got the funniest story. I'm trying to get. We're gonna wait too long between when it happened and now. By the time we record, it'll never be good. Ah, they can always be good. Yeah, he was cracking us up. when He called me at 3 in the morning, or like 2 in the morning for sure, right after, well he told, it went on during the day, he called me at like 3 in the morning on the group, and my phone went off and I just answered it, and he just started laying into me on the deal. It was hilarious.
1: <laughs> he sounds like a hoot. Is he going to be there at the rendezvous? I bet he will. I'm going to have to meet this guy.
0: We need to set up a damn time, because I'm ready to go whenever y'all are ready.
1: Hell, I'm bailing my last bit of hay probably this week, and uh, I don't give a damn, honestly. I don't know what my life's coming to, but getting finished up on a couple big jobs and such, and might actually have some money here for too long to be able to do something again.
0: My hell, I'll buy you a pack of beer. <laughs>
1: I appreciate that. Twenty-five cows, and he's bought some land, and you know he's a super great guy. He's awesome, you know he's done a lot of stuff for me in the past, and and uh, just grew up with and whatnot. And he's like, "So how's this farming deal?" And he's got a good town job. I mean, good town job, and his wife's a pharmacist on top of that. And so I said, yeah. hey, he's, "He's like, how's this farming deal going for him?" Like, man, it's tough. He goes, what do you mean? And I kind of told him about some of the stuff, how I'm getting girked around and this and that, and some of this other stuff that's happening. He was like, oh, my. And I was like, yeah, I ain't even hardly drank beer in the last three weeks because I can't afford to buy anything but water. He starts laughing. He goes, dude, why didn't you call me? I would buy you beer. I'm like, well, I don't know. I didn't know you'd buy me beer. I didn't call. <laughs> but, hey, i tell you what. I'm ready for something to happen with this Packard deal and the collusion and all this stuff that's going on. the
0: the whole damn deal there isn't a commodity
1: that anybody's
0: growing that is paying except i mean it's all just
1: for the worst and i I mean with your with the commodities i kind of understand where it's it's not so much of the the people that's high on the rank on our side of the our side of the the water i mean it's kind of the other side with the the tariffs that's going on which them tariffs are kind of starting to work you know they're China's starting to work a deal with the U.S. They had a meeting last night, and they got another one tonight. You know, them tariffs are starting to hurt, you know. Like I said earlier, them Packers. Them Packers are profiting $500 plus a calf. It's not not anybody, any kind of tariff or anything on the beef side. It's just the Packers that have now monopolized this industry. And honestly, if we're not careful, I truly believe that it's going to be a repeat of what the pork industry... What happened to the pork industry in 1998 to 2001, whenever pork prices dropped to eight cents a pound and cost of production was up there in upper 20s? You know how many independent it it ran out all the independent farmers who were uh, pig backgrounders. You know these how many of them are anymore? Instead, it became a big corporate type industry. Whenever they them guys come in and said, you know how about how about we pay you a salary and how about you raise our animals and you do this and you do that, we'll just pay you. Which sounds great. I mean you know what kind of money you're getting, but it's not how it's not how agriculture's supposed to work. No. no. Honestly honestly I think that uh if we can stay if we if livestock, the livestock industry, especially the cattle industry, can keep a strong enough backbone for the next four to five weeks on holding on to some of these big fat cattle, I honestly think that that it might kinda get us somewhere, but you know, we, we can't be doing these negotiated trades for a dollar or any less than a dollar because that's losing us money left and right. I mean, our backgrounders are bleeding, our feedlot guys are bleeding, our cow-calf guys are bleeding. You know, whatever cost of production is is 90% of what you get back, you know, you either got to have a lot of head or negative. No matter what you do, you lose money. And that's what's happened to a bunch of these guys where this thing's dropped limit every day for the past six weeks or... Not quite limit every day for the past six weeks. This is the first day it's actually came back, any at all, or yesterday was any at all. So, you know, I'm glad there's finally been some uh, some investigations struck and started and done towards these Packers and the amount of collusion that they they have started to to really develop.
0: I don't understand it. Is it like you were saying before? We got to get. It needs to kind of be like a pool on cotton where you just uh, get a bunch of bales together and it doesn't sell till it hits a certain price, uh, like a contract kind of deal. If you got a bunch of feed yards working together on that deal where they held off for, I mean, it'd take so many hundred thousand head to make a difference,
1: but right, and that's the thing is. It's not one anything one producer can do by himself, but it'd take a bunch. Something that one producer can lead towards, and you know that's the thing is it's gonna hurt getting there. But we can't let go of these things. I mean, the Packers need them. The Packers want them, but they don't want them. They want them when they know they can buy them for not hardly anything. Well, that's I another guy. guys got to make a buck at the end of the day, but we got to make a buck too and feed a family and not lose everything we've worked our entire lives for.
0: That's another thing they said there at Cavanaugh's. Those two guys. They said uh, we're just swamped right now. Prices came up a little bit. We're just backed up three weeks on the wait list. On the scheduling to bring in. We brought in those 29 and they said, uh, you got to be on the schedule for this. And that's the first time we ever heard that. They said, it's always been that way. And they said, uh, we'll let you bring 16 in without, uh, without a notice or anything. But they were like, uh, it's going to be tough to fit these by the time everybody else shows up. But they let us do it. <laughs> but, uh, apparently they're
1: swamped. Yeah, this, uh. You know what it is? It's unfortunate. It's a lot of these. Uh, it's a lot of these guys are just they're they're culling herds. I mean, they're either getting out, they're doing something. You well, know. it's so
0: damn dry in our area too. You can't afford to keep anything. That's what our deal was. All ours that we held off, they were either a little late catching AI. They had bad joints. Well, a lot of them were twelve years old. No kidding, two thousand seven two thousand eight models. Some sixes. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, we hauled out a bunch that w- didn't even take AI, but they were bred. Late bred.
1: Yeah, it's like them ones I, I hauled today. I have seen a good opportunity to get rid of them, and we'll see what happens. You know, this, this cow, this kill cow market, and kill bull market, you know, they're, it's been strong. It's been really strong. Them guys are seeing a little bit of opportunity. Out there, and they're paying a little bit more. Them, them, packers are paying a little bit more, but you know that's a completely different deal than the than the fat calf market. I mean, that's com- two completely different entities in the industry. So we'll see what happens. You know, they're they're trying to get as much stuff and get it on the shelves as quick as they can because they see the opportunity. But
0: well, that's another deal about holding off and waiting for prices to jump. Anybody that. It'll come up a little bit, and then everybody will sell off. Yeah, see, hold that's animals a, for so long past they're
1: ready. And, see, uh, I'm hoping that we're thing kind of jumped a little bit today, and everybody or yesterday, and everybody's getting a little bit excited, you know, and and such. But they're getting excited about a dollar seventeen jump, even though it's it's fifteen dollars in the past six weeks or whatever it is you know 50 bucks kingsville 130 some odd miles from me they sold 4500 yearlings on tuesday so yesterday and them guys they were them things were 50 to 80 bucks ahead and lower my gosh and it's just like oh my goodness but you know i once heard an old guy old boy say who was very wise and a mentor to me part of the time he said, uh, "You know, when is enough enough? And about the time that you figure out enough is enough, is about the time that you're going to find the real bottom. And what he means by that is, green grass has caused more people to go broke and more markets to crash than drought ever will, than numbers ever will, than anything, because people have this grass and they hold on to them cattle, and they let they take them cattle in the fall from summer and they take them." And they stack them on top of each other. You know, if you stack summer on fall, then fall runs, then the market's going to be flooded instead of having your, you know, your normal one to 2,000 head days at the yards throughout the summer to get rid of some of them cattle, them odds and ends. Instead, you flood it in the fall. And then, of course, the fall people get pissed and they flood it in the spring. And then the spring people, they got to hold on to their stuff or they just get rid of it and they don't get nothing for it. Or they don't get what they need for it, and it's just, uh, and that's kind of where we're at up here. We're so dang wet, and we got more grass, and we know what to do with. We're just people are holding on to them cattle. They're holding on. They are holding on. They don't understand what they're doing, because of the different trends that have been set and steadied over the last few years. They're not going to be altered this year, and it's going to really cause fluctuation in that market.
0: All I know is we can't afford to keep anything past this due date. Uh, we weaned our calves yesterday. That was three days ago now. And 45 days from three days ago, they're gone. We no kids. We don't have anything to spare to keep feeding them past that. What are they? Uh, Black Angus, just solid Well, no, these are uh, Black Angus Akaushi crosses. This will be the first time to sell any of the Akaushi crosses. So these are, what do you call that, a quarter percent? Or they're, they're 50-50, aren't they?
1: Were they, bro- were they bred by purebred Akaushi? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd be a half-blood Akaushi. Half-blood. And then probably a Heinz 57 on the... Side,
0: on the damn side anyway when we were uh like giving those things shots the ones that have got more in them like the cows the steers and heifers that are red you stick a needle in them and it's like butter it is way different just sticking needles in them
1: oh. it's pretty crazy now, how big are you weaning them calves off? How big they coming off them cows? So, I don't know what our average was. We had a lot of 4s,
0: 450s. There was a few 500s in there. There weren't very many that were 500. So, uh, maybe the average is like 430.
1: Now, uh, how, when were them calves born?
0: Uh, that would have been around March, start, mid-March to uh, mid-May, well... I don't think there were any born in June. Maybe then June kind of deal.
1: Huh. I wonder, if they're of drought, I wonder if they're a little bit smaller because of the drought or. They're very, yeah.
0: I cow, those, they didn't have anything to eat. They're just yes. little.
1: Yeah, see, that's the crazy thing is, you know, a, a calf, she gives up, a mother, uh, a cow gives up two-thirds for milk production within the first hundred days of the calf's life. And a calf actually starts using its primary source of feed at about day 110. uh, Starts making its primary source of feed grass as opposed to uh, milk. As opposed to milk. So, yeah, I haven't ever dealt much in that Akaushi deal. I got a neighbor up here and we flush a lot of cows for him. Uh he does a lot of Akeishi's and I don't know how his cattle weigh off or anything because he does a purebred deal. I know he's making more money than me. Yeah. Yeah. But them things they can get sold for stupid amounts.
0: Man, I've heard up to fifteen dollars a
1: pound. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, imagine having a imagine having a seven weight carcass on that thing.
0: No kidding. That'll make you smile. That'll make your money problems go away if you've got enough of them.
1: Heck, right now for me, even if I had 10 of them, that'd make mine money <laughs> go away.
0: <laughs> you want to sell a few? It sounds pretty promising, man. I, hope, man. I hope it comes out to be as good as they talk.
1: Now, what kind of premium are they giving you guys for them cattle?
0: We hadn't even made any deals on it. You believe that? And here we are. 45 days out and we hadn't even done any lining up on it. C.R. there in uh, Hobart said he'd buy them. He's bought some but he didn't He didn't say anything else. He said, I'll take them. I've done that before. But we've got this big feed yard right north of Shoe and Bovina, Heartland Beef and that's what they specialize in.
1: Yeah, I know Heartland quite well. Uh,
0: Anyway, you drive by that yard, and that's just full of them Akaushis, basically. There's a lot of money sitting out there. Uh, they're a little bit smaller cow, and they're a little bit on than, like, a regular Angus. But, I, I mean, I, I can't even tell you. We had that one bull that died that got stuck in that pond. He was 2,400
1: pounds. He was huge. Holy cow, we were flushing a $60,000 donor, $60,000 cow for a guy, and I'm not shitting you, I'm not saying nothing against the breed, but this thing, you know, I walked out, I thought it was a heifer, I literally thought it was a crossbred, brindled heifer. I said, Allie, what is that thing out there? You know, you guys, you guys buying some cattle from the sale bar or what? She goes, what, that doesn't look like $60,000? I said, what, what, what? You're killing me, Small that's a $60,000? That don't look like no new truck. That looks like a run-down old grandma.
0: Man, that's something, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's something. It's stupid what these people pay, like those semen farms.
1: Pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't... It's now, unreal. I wonder if they're paying... I wonder if they're paying, you know, that 10 bucks a pound or whatever. If they're paying that through... Uh, oh, through the Packers? Or if they're paying it through just the program that they've started
0: i don't know i don't know anything about that side like i should and like i said we hadn't even sold anything so it'd be hard yeah i wish i
1: knew some of the i wish i wish we could come up with some prices or you knew some prices because i've worked a couple deals with a with a guy buddy of mine up north with uh u.s premium b no 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 not u.s premium uh gosh dang it they're up out of Oregon. They do a lot of Akihushi. Uh, beef 360, maybe. I'm not sure. Anyway, anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, and he tried getting me to buy a few potloads of cows, and the deal was going to be, you know, we're going to buy these potloads of cows, and he'll buy the calves back from me for a 20-cent premium over market. Uh, and I just sat here thinking, you know, I sat and I thought, you know, if my cows, if I can wean seven-way calves off them, how much is it really going to improve my... My income, if I'm weigh, weaning a cap, that's three hundred pounds lighter, or two hundred pounds lighter, you know. And so I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is. I know the mama don't have to work near as hard, but I'd love to have. I'd love to have a, a oh, uh, not gonna say a pot because I can't afford a pot load, but twenty twenty-five of the things to grow out and go kill up north or something. Yeah. Sometime and, and really see some of that kind of big money. But I don't know. I guess all it takes is money up front to buy them.
0: Well, that was our deal. We just, uh, that Mr. Man, he got a, we got,
1: he stayed
0: a year and a half on here, over here with us before we even bought him. And we took him up to Stillwater and got him collected at uh, REI. And, uh, Made a boatload of straws. I think, three thousand straws. I think, I think. And uh, anyway, we bought
1: him. Wonder what so, it cost a uh, collectible at REI. I know what it cost at other places, but I don't know about REI.
0: REI is supposed to be about the best around here. Uh, oh, it's not that much. I don't think it's stout as shit. They say you can use half a straw, and it's good as no, It's good, good. They don't put any junk in the semen.
1: huh you see, um, that's uh that place I took my bulls. I kind of had a. I went to the only place I had an opening, and it it wasn't my my place of choice, but it's where I took them. Well, no their option.
0: That first stuff we ever had collected, we took them to Shamrock, uh, Texas, right on the border of New Mexico, right on the border. And that was what they did. they just blend in all that junk, and you'd get a bunch of semen that was par, like subpar, you know. And it was yeah. cheap, like a couple dollars a straw. And you'd get a lot of straws back, but they weren't that, sty- that weren't that stout.
1: Yeah, see, these were, you know, they guaranteed you, I told them, 70% motility. And they said, well, the... Uh, 70% is about the best we can do. I said, okay, well, then that's that's what I want, you know. And I guess we'll see. I haven't used any. I probably won't use any till fall, you know, December.
0: So that's that deal that shamrock semen. They were talking about just throwing all that away, and it'd be $12,000 worth of semen that would be just thrown out the window. And we got to thinking about it. If like, it's something like, uh oh my gosh that stuff has never gotten warm and we've had it around for a long time like five years we've been working on it and we've got a bunch of bulls that we don't have anymore that semen that we really liked but you go you work those cows four times and you spend all that money on them and then your ai contraception isn't even that good it's like, well, what are you really doing it for? But, man, I hate to just throw away
1: $12,000. Yeah. Yeah, and what's five the... five years of labor. Yeah, what's that shamrock? I mean...
0: I can't remember what that guy's name is. You show up there, like, everybody talks about it. I mean, you show up, it's just a little bitty hole in the wall. Uh, I really can't tell you the name of that place. But... And then we changed our mind on that. The vet did, too. He's like, ah, you need to just take him up to Stillwater to REI. Yeah,
1: that REI is not a bad choice. It's a Good place to go.
0: So, that's like six hours
1: from us. Stillwater is about three hours from me. Grumply. Really? Yeah, it's not too bad. Huh. It's not uh, too bad. That's like, I'm kind of wondering. I'm kind of curious. You're going to retain any of them, Fardoka Hushi heifers, to be cows, or?
0: We'll keep all the heifers and sell all the steers. Uh, we do that anyway. We don't sell any heifers. Uh, and we don't even sell them as heifers as like breed stock. We keep them all. Uh, Oh, my goodness. So we are gonna, so we got a spring herd and a fall herd, and our spring herd's going to switch over to Akaushi, and then we're going to have a completely soft, uh, black Angus herd. They just kind of hedge ourselves, you know. Uh, and we told CR that's what we were going to do, and he said, yeah, that's definitely what you need to do. Keep one that's just black Angus.
1: Yeah, that's what you need to do. You need to get some of my good Simangus stout bulls to run on your guys angus cows
0: i might trade you one akaushi for uh,
1: a couple bulls <laughs> i'll tell you what you need to just sell me about 15 calves that you we'll got just standing trade around. semen
0: back we'll just trade semen
1: that... well that's the thing i can't i got myself in a market i can't be i can't breed my cows to anything else but my breeding stock i mean i'd love to but honestly i can't you know we got to keep the supply on the shelf and it takes every bit of what we have to keep supply on the shelf
0: yeah really
1: yeah that's like hell that's like i wish i could say yeah find me 2025 of the things i'll buy them at you know 45 days from now and i'll feed them but i don't know know. if they're down
0: for a rendezvous and take your trailer load home
1: <laughs> might
0: might no uh there was a hundred and basically 155 calves that we weaned so basically 50% of that would be steers 75 no that wouldn't even be 75 maybe it would be 75 Hell, yeah I that'd be that.
1: just over 75
0: so that wouldn't be too bad if they brought 5 dollars a pound at all. If they brought
1: Yeah, it I mean if they're bringing five bucks a pound at half bloods Yeah.
0: <laughs> We've been kinda hoping that's what they were worth.
1: Yeah, I don't know what they're worth. That's a that's right. really is a good question though. Don't have you need to plan. let me know what they bring though. You need guys, you guys need to get yourself a deal worked out to figure out what the hell you're doing with them. No
0: kidding. We've been, I've been hounding mom about that for the past four months. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to him. I'm going to go talk to him. The guy's right up the road. And she wants to have a bunch of people refer her. and Walk in a damn office and talk to him. Drop a
1: couple names. (laughs) Drop a couple names. Anyway, our neighbor
0: is the guy that got us started on this Hakaushi. That's his three bulls that we bought. We bought that one old one and then two uh, 18-month-olds. And uh, we didn't pay that much for them. Uh, So it was pretty cheap for us to get into the deal. Like I said, we went and got them collected for him because he didn't want to mess with any of that. And then we gave him a bunch of semen. That was a part of the mm-hmm.
1: deal. Right. Yeah, I can't believe a mature Akaishi okay. bull is 2,400 pounds.
0: He was 10 years old when he died. He came over from Japan in a straw.
1: He came over as a straw semen from Japan? Yep. He was polled,
0: ah. and uh, that, that was something real rare for him to be polled. That's... We had never had to really dock any horns in a very long time, and now we're having to dock these goddamn horns.
1: One more. Yeah. Step. Them horns, they make it. They make it a pain in the butt. Whenever I, whenever I had a longhorn herd, I'd get so sick and tired of cutting horns off calves. Yeah. We'd work two hundred freaking calves. They'd be longhorn long cross, and we'd be cutting one hundred and twenty sets of horns off.
0: Boy, that is rough. Why in the hell? Tell what me about What kind of it. lapse of judgment did you have to want a bunch of longhorns around? I hate those things so much. We got a bunch of pets, and all they do is tear everything in the world up.
1: Well, you see, I got a bunch of uh, really crappy pasture, Ain't and cows that. were cows up here at this time. A uh, a good black bred cow was thirty four hundred dollars. Commercial cow. Yeah so uh I could either do that or I could buy longhorns for about 750 a pop to 850 a pop and then <laughs> so what I did was I bought all these longhorns and I bought them off the right guy went and ended up breeding them back to a Semangus bull or Simangus bulls and uh these calves i bought the i bought the cows literally for seven fifty, eight fifty. you know weaned the calves off and it, I mean it was just pitiful most pitiful calves i ever ever raised, Ugly ever weaned. They,
0: ever they look
1: like daggum dairy calves. Anyway, I took yes. these things to the sale barn and sold them. They sold for 1350 bucks. It's like, well, this might be a profit making son of a buck anyway. Wow. They were paying yeah, it was, uh, long ones
0: for polled longhorns, huh? You know, do what? They were paying that much for polled calves.
1: Mostly well, people. I was able to do enough sorting on them. That I could take, I could get all the blacks and all the reds, and I could take them together, and I'd take the spotted ones to a different barn. Yeah. And I sold them young enough that they still looked like beef calves. Really? Yeah, they didn't look like crossbreds. But anyway, there's quite a few crossbreds up in this area. Really? Yeah, there's not terribly many, but there's quite a few guys that do, do longhorn deals. I mean... There's a special longhorn sale every six months up at a sale barn. They'll usually have 2,000 consignments. I mean, they'll have good numbers. I didn't And then they'll do the ropers. I mean, that's the thing big around this area is team roping. There's more roping cattle that get traded around here than anybody knows what to do with.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: I did not know they were that big of a deal, longhorns. Well, it can be a big deal for anybody who's got the right market, I guess. Yeah, or got the right, got the right business background to make it work,
0: huh? I just never had to hanker in the hankering to fool with any more than what we have. I think we have too many. <laughs> we just got how many do you of, say y'all have? Bunch of steers. I think we've got five. Just yard art. I don't care for them things. We've got uh, one. We've got a bunch of them. I'll have to send some pictures to the group. We've got one big giant steer, man. He's huge. I don't know how old he is. And then uh, we got a bunch. We've got one. His horns grow out way wide and then curl up, and that's pretty uh, sought after. And I think he's uh, quite a bit over six feet. And he's, oh, I guess he's six years old now damn he's uh, got a little body but uh the shape of his horns are really they're apparently pretty sought after so that's how we ended up with them
1: yeah if you could uh i know one thing on them longhorn deals if you can get them horns to go out and you know drop a little bit and then curve back up and go go like kind of out and towards the sky it, that's like perfect you know money That's what people pay for. It's pretty crazy how the wonky
0: ones that you see that are just like your junk cows, man, they got some wonky looking horns.
1: Oh, man. Tell me about it.
0: My landlord, I was planting the wheat up on his stuff the other day. Man, they got the weirdest looking horns on some of their old cows. It doesn't even make sense.
1: I had one one time that her horns grew kind of like, well, you know, for a regular cow, stand there and wear her headsets. Her yeah. horns grew like pretty much back towards like the knees on her front, Ugh. and like they weren't like straight back at the body; they were offset. But that's kind of the angle that they were at. Yeah. And it was just like, oh man, yeah. There's some pretty much anything and everything. I had a bunch without horns. I I started out with sixty five. 65 of my original cows were without horns. Now They were just been pulled or docked or anything whenever they were younger, I guess. Did you ever hear about that?
0: Matthew McConaughey, he's got that ranch down in uh, like, kind of central Texas. They bought a bunch huh. of longhorns and then they cut all the horns off of them. But he bought Why? a bunch of just pretty longhorns and cut the horns off. I have no clue. You got to ask him.
1: <laughs> well, I guess Matthew McConaughey has time to talk talk to the old power plant. I'll feel pretty special, but I guess I'm probably not gonna not not gonna talk to him. Give us a year and we'll get him in the group. <laughs> get him into the uh, get him into the snap group. He might think that we're a pretty cool group after all. It, I guarantee you they don't have more fun than us. If we go crazy over some chick being in the
0: group chat, imagine if we had old Matthew McConaughey in it.
1: Dude, it'd be it'd be so much fire we wouldn't, we wouldn't know what to do.
0: <laughs> That'd be our rendezvous
1: place, man. You talk, <laughs> Matthew. We're coming out to Hollywood. You're what? We're gonna be in the next film with you, okay?
0: Send up the Cadillac, son.
1: Could you imagine me in, in old Hollywood? <laughs> I'd be shot in fifteen seconds. <laughs> I'm surprised I made it to Vegas. I'm glad they let as much crap go in Vegas as they do. Holy cow. I was out there, and I mean tell you, I definitely, you can't talk like a Midwesterner out in Vegas, because they either A, look at you like you're stupid, or B, want to pull a gun on you.
0: I've never been to Vegas. We ought to start planning like a yearly vacation for everybody. Boy, that'd be fun. I'll tell you what. take
1: off somewhere. If agriculture is better I'd be uh I'd definitely be doing it yeah. I wanted to go back to the NFR this year but I don't know if I'm gonna make it boy I, I'd like to go to that deal it was, it's a pretty fun deal I bet you'd come
0: home with some connections Jesus Christ we could make the group chat
1: something <laughs> lots of uh lots of fun at the after parties I know that much yeah I bet I tell you what, that rodeo, they get them guys in and out Though I mean, literally like 45 minutes to an hour performance, and you're out of there. Man. And on TV, it takes three hours. But yeah, they come on, and in between each event, they do a little bit of a talking, and then after that, they're just going. I love
0: watching it on TV, but it'd be insane to be there in real life.
1: Oh, uh, it's pretty fun. It is pretty fun. I've had a couple guys go,
0: and uh, yeah, they love it.
1: Well, hey, tickets. You know, if you buy them ahead of time, tickets are only like seventy-five to one hundred and fifty bucks. Damn. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. Well, hell, we'll sell these
0: Akausha calves, and we'll buy some buy some tickets for the group.
1: Dude, you got me curious now what Akaushi calves were worth. Man, yeah. if they were worth five bucks a pound, shit, I would have bought them three pot loads, but he was only offering me 20 cents above pro- above market. See, we get that for
0: our uh, Black Angus going into CRs. We get a 20 cent premium. Most, some somewhere around that. It's always a good bit above market for ours. And we, we got to keep them six months and then wean them. And then why uh, background. Who are you getting that through? TR. They're premium, Who's CR? Premium natural beef. We're always talking about CR there in the group chat. He's there. In ho- uh, oh, that's
1: the no shots, no nothing.
0: No. Uh, yeah, if you give them penicillin, you got to kick them out.
1: I got gotcha, you. And I then gotcha. like,
0: so that's why he grows all that barley. You can't feed them. Uh, you can't feed them any corn, but you can feed them basically any other grain just not corn uh, <laughs> Huh.
1: yeah you need to be running uh, you need to be running some bulls on some bulls of mine on them things I
0: was telling mom about that today and she's like Sementals. Ugh.
1: no not just simmintals I mean semangus, angus and, and Simmental. but mine they look more like an angus than they do Simmental. that's
0: what I'm saying they don't look like, hell, I don't even know what a Seminole, Semitol looks like, but
1: they look They're pretty more damn fleshly. Angus to me. Huh?
0: They look pretty damn angus to me.
1: Yeah, it's because they got a lot of Angus in their background.
0: <laughs> so what's so good about having the scimitol in them? Semitol in them?
1: So that Semitol is a terminal cross, kind of like a Charlay would be. Yeah. They add a lot of muscle shape. They add a lot of heterosis to the gene pool. Uh, by mixing up two different uh, pools of genes, it just adds a whole lot more bone, a whole lot more muscle shape, and a whole lot more pounds and hybrid vigor, which is, of course, the ability to grow. Uh, so it just makes them the standouts. I mean, it, it, it brings the best of two gene pools into one instead of having two separate gene pools. I mean, I, you got, You've seen them yearling weights, or not even them yearling weights, them 10-month-old weights. I've been sending them to the group. When we're weighing bulls, you know, them, them cattle are walking across the scale at 10.50. You know, that's that's where them calves grow. It's insane. You know, yeah. That's where a person, you know, I, I sit here and I look at it and say, you know, if a person like down in your area, down in your area, say you're weaning off a five weight, is a good calf for you all? Means is the, the conditions are different than up here. Yeah. If a five weight's good for you guys, you know, you keep your you keep your maternal base Angus and keep them cows, you know, a little bit smaller frame, but if you run them Sam Angus bulls on them, then if you run them Sam Angus bulls on them, you put some frame, put some depth and put some length and body and muscle shape on them calves, especially bone, you might be weaning off five hundred and seventy pound calves. You know, the by You want your gene pool that you're pulling from to look like a tree with tons of branches, not look like a telephone pole.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, So. We like having some of them composite cattle. We started putting that in two years ago, and uh, it's a good thing. Being all Angus isn't too great when you're that Angus for so long. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. I like what you're growing, man. I want some of that. And, uh. (laughs) I had to talk mom into it, show her a bunch of pictures. But like anybody can look at what you're doing and say, "Man, that's that's what a guy needs to have."
1: Yeah, it's a honestly four think pounds
0: that, on a day is unreal.
1: Well, that's yeah, that's kind of our average. You know, the best I ever had was six point six pounds a day, and he was just a freak. So
0: no Man. shit, like our scale, like yours, tells you the daily rate of gain. We had a lot yeah. of 2.6s, 2.8s. There was a one or two that was actually three or above. But like I said, we didn't even have molasses out for them for, a lot, for several months. Yeah, see, and, and you
1: do on it just for the fact that it's different. You know, I wish I could truthfully tell you, exactly how my cow how my animals would perform in your area with uh you know no corn with the the uh different kinds of commodities the you know the the gotta walk a little bit more for grass and all this stuff and people always say you know fescue cattle can go everywhere but not anywhere can come to fescue uh so that's kind of what i'm wondering is is you know getting some cattle out there i understand that my cattle I breed them to to be efficient, to gain off nothing, and to maintain off grass. You know, that's the thing. That's what I'm shooting for because, heck, there's too many people in this world anymore that they, they pay too much to keep their cows. And whenever I look at it, I say, does a cow have a gizzard? You know, if a cow doesn't have a gizzard, what does a gizzard do? A gizzard processes grain. That's why chickens have gizzards. And poultry has gizzards, not cattle. Cattle have rumens, which is to to process forage. So I want my cow to do it off of grass. Now I want my steers, my bulls, and of course, they're going to have grain. They're going to be a little bit more controlled because what does it take in order to do everything grass? It takes land, but in all reality, every farmer you talk to is landlocked. Granted, by the grace of God, I've gained a lot of land this year. It's still not enough to be able to test my bulls. You know, you're talking one to 200 bulls a year and then 100 to 150 heifers a year. And then you're talking your even your stalker calves. Not even stalker calves, but your your calves that you wean, your coals that you background for a little bit. You know, 60, 90, 120, 140 days and ship off. You know, that, that takes a lot of land to do that, especially whenever you're turning over... Twelve hundred animals a year, so I kind of make some exceptions on what I do to my coal cattle and to my test cattle. But the cattle that stay around here for a lifetime, they kind of got to do it off of uh, grass and very little grain input.
0: How many years are you getting out of a cow up there? I figure your winters are probably pretty hard up there, but
1: how well, many? It depends on who you ask. So- because they think they're past their prime, but if you ask me, unless that cow isn't raising heck trash for a calf, I'm keeping her. Or if she's yeah. raising trash for a calf, I'm getting rid of her. Most of the time, I've got a lot of cattle running around this place that are nine years plus, eight years plus.
0: Not going to so say like, a
1: ton, but I have a really young herd also. I mean, really got, young herd.
0: Yeah. We've got a lot of 12s running around still. And we, we even have cows going out to 13, and they still catch AI first round. And, yes. Uh, There's we, take, a... we take pretty good care of them during the winter. And when they come off the our little feed yard in the wintertime, they're very good, healthy cows. And most of the time in the summer, they're pretty fair too, except this year. I think we're going to have to start feeding Oh my gosh. I hope we can make it to November before we got to start feeding. It is such a long time of feeding cows. If you got to, I really, it's always, usually we'll start feeding around the last week of November, first of December. And then you'll be done about the middle of May, first of May. But if we got to feed them a whole other 30 days on top of all that, that's a lot of feed.
1: Yeah, see, uh, up here, I'm hoping to not start until january mid january but i don't know if that's going to happen i gained some pasture as of today and i'm going to move some cattle to it and really lighten the stocking rate load on some of my conventional pasture still you know i say conventional they're continuous grazing uh pasture still but my my pastures that i'm doing my rotational stuff in that's they're gonna look like they're gonna last you know into january and then i'll only be feeding till March 15th, you know. So that won't be too bad, I don't think. But no, that's a lot different than us. Yeah, see, our winters are pretty harsh. Not going to say pretty harsh, but they're harsh. But not terrible, terrible. We just have a lot of mud. And up here, them cattle, if they have to wade in mud so long, oh my gosh. It just tears them apart. Just tears them apart. It makes them not last near as long because they, they their bodies just get worn down quicker. You know yeah. that's where that's where I, I don't dry lock cows or anything of the sort. I keep them to where they can get out and move, and you know I unroll hay in multiple different spots every day, every day because there's so many benefits to it. Plus, it keeps your cows where they don't they aren't tracking up one place too much and creating a mud hole.
0: Yeah, we need to, I wanted to build a bunch of our pens out and expand our deal, but we ran out of money to waste on pipe. But uh, we need to make some more pens. We've got a lot more cows that we're keeping every year, and uh, we need to lessen our, you know, we need some more square feet and yeah, if you uh, We need a lot more bunks.
1: If you guys are keeping 75 heifers uh a season good lordy
0: well yeah 75 out of a herd like at my house there's 120 something heifers at my house just from last year what we grew in 18 and uh we're growing like
1: crazy but we can't feed the damn things yeah see that's kind of that's kind of what i wonder is you know a person needs to cash in on some stuff at some point in time
0: yeah, wait until they're way old and then hauling off like twenty nine of them. That's a long return. But well, you know, I
1: don't even know about that. I mean, the cow loses so much value. Think of whenever you're talking about profitability and ranching. and yeah, we just haul know, all these cows off for like eighty cents a pound. R- right, and see, when you're talking about profitability and ranching, a uh, six year old or even a bred heifer is worth a whole heck of a lot more than an old broken down cow Yep. you know and if if a person has the time and the money to put themselves into position to either cut off an age at like seven years or older or the seven year old cows or even half of your bred heifers a year or a third of your bred heifers a year or something you know get some of them premium quality price wise type cows to haul out of here to, to just bring in more revenue because you know it's about profitability and waiting until they're all worn out broken down isn't always the best option you know for especially for the commercial guy like for a person of like myself being a seed stock producer I I enjoy keeping them a lot longer because it really tells me what I have and it really shows me the longevity that it gives me a, a trustworthiness in myself to be able to tell that producer Like, yeah, that bull, he's a great bull. His mom was 12 years old. His grandmama was 11 years old. You know, before they finally start working, there's a lot of longevity in them lines. And I'll be the first one to admit, I have a lot of cows that don't make it past four. Just because they can't. And them are the ones that I pick around them because I know they are not, they're not going to make me money over the long term because I'm selling cattle for a premium constantly or trying to constantly. We
0: definitely have a bunch of those that fall apart. Hell, you'll have a bunch that that just don't make the cut at two years. But uh, we've got some five-year-old cows that look damn old. It's just a part of it, the genetics. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about on that.
1: Yeah, that's like, you know, I say the trustworthiness, and I say, you're going to tell you, yeah, I'd love to see how my bulls do down there. But My biggest fear would be sending you a send you the biggest badass bull i got and him falling apart yeah because uh, we've done that before the conditions yep we uh but how do you know where they fare where without trying it
0: <laughs> yeah uh like i told you we were on that phone call so, about a month ago and we bought a bunch of bulls that were grown in a feed yard and then turned them out on pasture they just fell apart within a couple of years. They lasted three years.
1: Yeah, see, people got to develop their cattle in the in the environment that they wanted to work
0: in a real world situation. Yep. A lot of those yeah. bulls got sold off to a semen farm, you know. But the guys, the ranchers, man, you can't do that.
1: Right, and that's like I was telling, saying in the group earlier about about you know bullets valued at fifty thousand dollars or sold for fifty thousand dollars at one point in time, yeah, it's it's worth that because somebody paid it, I guess. But at the same time, the person who owned it, the only reason he's gotten cattle to bring as much as they are, and this is the rule or real corrupt world of the the breed associations anymore. Not breed associations, but but the the industry is A lot of people can get their cattle to bring so dang much because they they pass out so much money. You know, it's a trading game, and it's a game that I don't play. And I'm sure people probably think bad of me because I don't play it. But I buy what I need and I use what I need. I'm not going to go and give you ten thousand dollars just so you, in return, will give me seven. You know, or you know, times that by ten. It's it's just a crazy deal, and I'm not into losing money, and I'm not into. I'm not really into swapping, spitting, trading dollars.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a real ass-kissing way to make some money. And it seems like you could go belly up pretty fast on that deal if you weren't big enough.
1: Right, and that's what I was saying by that message, you know. I learned that time that I spent that much money, I learned right then and there, this is why you buy cattle from people who make their sole living on cattle you know, or on farming because they understand it. They know what needs bred into these things. Even though there's a lot of thing a lot of producers out there that are so up in the air about what they need to stand for, you know, and whatever I whenever I say what they need to stand for by branding themselves that they almost kind of get lost in the midst, but they, they typically find themselves and find their way. And that's happened to me before. I mean, I was kinda So back and forth between carcass, maternal, longevity, you know, feet, this and that. I mean, there's so many aspects of it, as you well know. And that's like, but whenever it comes down to it, though, you got to be comfortable enough with who you're buying from that, A, they'll take care of you, but B, that their animals work for them, not that they work for their animals, you know. That's come down to so much of of my kind of thought to being profitable and ranching and just the days of buying some buying animals from some place because their averages were so dang high or anything of the sort those are gone for me you know i'm I'm just <laughs> done with I'm done with dealing with big wigs that want to get rid of some money somewhere
0: yeah that's uh that don't makes a lot of sense. What you're saying? I hate talking bad about our deal. Like, uh, but man, we gotta do our. We do gotta change a lot and make run this thing a lot more like a business. Uh, yeah, and mom, and that's
1: like I said earlier. I don't down talk anybody. You know that one. That one place, of course, lost my respect because of how they they treated me and, and didn't value uh, myself and and the big sum of money that i gave them. you know i i didn't really respect that but i don't i don't i just want to make it clear i'm not here to down talk anybody i'm a super nice guy and i want to work with everybody but at the end of the day it's business is business and and we've all got to put food on the table
0: well like uh, you're saying selling heifers bred heifers or second what is that sef- second calf heifers that's Anyway, her morals are too, uh, she doesn't have a conscience to sell any heifers, because she can't stand people that don't go out and check their heifers, and she doesn't want to sell any, uh, sell any young heifers to anybody who won't, uh, and she doesn't want to deal with people, too. But I'm, like, haul them damn things to a cell barn, and let the next guy worry about it. You need to put money in your pocket, but we don't do anything like like that.
1: I was looking at some quotes, some uh, cattle receipts today. Uh, uh, the, the receipts were pretty, uh, pretty light for for the trade on nine ten, and and uh, you know, one place I did see though, and I was very tickled to see it was there were some uh, replacement quality heifers. They were sold. There was uh, seventy eight of them, black fancy heifers weighing eight twenty. They brought a dollar fifty five, which is about twelve hundred twelve hundred and forty two dollars a piece you know a person can make a little bit of money at that yeah that's not a bad deal no not at all they can make a little bit of money at that but they're i mean this deal's still here i mean down in joplin today they had some they had some bread uh, cows bringing 1500 and they had some pears bringing 1700 you know and then they also had the ones that were thousand or less or whatever as well but, heck, I mean, the, the female side is still there. But, I guess what I was going at was, if you tell them through a sale barn, nah, they can't really come back on you. But.
0: I don't know. She, Her morals are too, uh. She does, she's not business minded enough for some of this stuff. <laughs> to make money. But, uh. I don't know. It's worked so far, but it's kind of heading south, and we need to start bringing home some more money every year. But it's the well, deal. We got all these damn cows. We don't have the land to feed them. And we just keep holding back everything. Because, like, she's like, well, them heifers don't bring anything when you sell them to a feed yard. So we hadn't sold any in a long time. 2012. I think in 13 and 14, we let some heifers go. But uh, we've been filling up a truck with just steers, and we can't fill up two trucks. So that's kind of what we've been doing just filling up a truckload of steers and sending them on its way. But we're holding back a lot of animals we could be selling.
1: Right. And that's the. That we can part
0: with. But, that's the deal. You want to sell your best heifers, but
1: damn it, you want to keep all them things, too. Well, that's what, like, what I do. I keep my top, you know, 40 in each herd, I guess. You know, there's spring herd and fall herd. 40 or 50 in each herd. I'm going to have a few opens. Okay, they're going to they're gonna cull themselves out. Then, profitability-wise, I'm going to sort off 10 or 15 breads. I'm either going to sell them, A, in my annual... Or my, my auction. Or I'm going to be private treating. Because I there's always people wanting cattle. And the female side of this deal is not gone. Everybody thinks that it's gone. It's not gone. Now you're talking about. You know. Needing to make a little bit more money every year. Every year. Every year. And that's part of. The big wigs in this industry are just running us out. I mean. Think about it. The, the equipment companies. The the Packers, the and that was another story I wanted to tell you earlier. The government ain't going to help us. I mean, they're not here to help us. They don't want to do anything with us. You know, I had a buddy who he called and called and called. He was a congressional man, and he said, hey, I need some help. I need some help. You know, we're bleeding. We really are bleeding. And so he called five, six times, couldn't get an answer, couldn't get an answer, couldn't get an answer, finally got a call back at like 448. It was the assistant. To the con- congressman, I guess it was a congressman or whoever. You know, somebody maybe it was a state senator. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not real big into politics. I, I know what I believe, and that's what I go for. Whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, I go for with whoever lines up with what I believe in. That's about how how much of a politician I am, or how political I am. Anyway, the guy's assistant calls him back at four forty eight. He talks for seven eight minutes and says, you know, what's your concern? What's your worry? I'm writing it down on a piece of paper, this and that. And the guy's in mid-sentence, and the guy, the assistant goes, sir, 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 I'm sorry, I'm going to have to stop you. It is 4.59, and everybody's leaving the office, and I got to get out of here, too. Thank you for your time, and appreciate it. Bye. It's like, what in the hell? They are not here to help us. They don't give a damn about us. You know, we got to do it ourselves. 100 percent,
0: yeah. And we're too... This all this trade war stuff is so much bigger than us. How you can't even do anything about it either without their help, and they don't right. want to help you. They don't care. You're not a big right. enough voting base to to matter. Right. That's like dealing the- California. They've got forty
1: nine uh, senate seats. I think. I think. No, they've got forty nine probably house seats. House and seats. two Senates. and they've got one guy seveners. in the
0: house. That is actually pro ag. There's like two that are a little bit sympathetic, but there's only one that does anything for all all of California agriculture. Versus, yeah. and you got forty nine guys up there. They do not. California's completely alone on getting any help over there.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's just gonna run us on the ground. Yeah, that's the. Uh... You know, and these, I would think that these equipment dealerships would would uh, really see that, you know, the purchases of this new equipment, is it's slowed down. I mean, it has to have. These things are not, these, these commodities are not bringing anything. Our crop is not bringing, bringing anything. You know, why don't you, you're making plenty of money. Why don't you uh, lower your prices a little bit? You know, the big wig, you've already made your fortune. Lower your price a little bit and help us out. I mean, we'd love to have the upgrade on com- equipment, but if we can't afford to go and spend 150000 on a tractor, we're not going to. You know, that's the... And everybody now they're like, well, you can just lease one from us. You can lease one. Yeah, for what? $8,000 a year? That's still a chunk of change. I'd rather, owe, I'd rather make a $12,000 payment a year than to lease one for 8000
0: Yeah, well... And that's the deal. So, like, we went up there to the John Deere factory, and you see all the stickers on those new tractors about going to every country in the world. Damn near, well, a lot. they were going all over the world. It doesn't matter if we're hurting. There's somebody in the whole world that's ready to step up and pay that price. I mean, yeah, it slows down, but they've got such. They got the whole damn world they're selling to. Somebody's gonna pay that, and. Uh, like, it's all they can do to keep up with demand kind of deal for the most part. It, yeah. It's a lot bigger than us. Like, several years ago, this combine market was shit. And uh, just because we're hurt, like Dad said, in the 80s, there were new tractors that just set out on the lot at all these dealerships, and they didn't even move, and the price never changed. They're, these corporations are so uh, concerned with their stock, value it be damned
1: us it's it's all about what their stock's gonna do yeah see that's the crazy thing to me is not only on the equipment side but you know our john deere up here i don't know about your guys' john deere down there but our john deere up here is 105 dollars a shop hour and i got a mechanic one mechanic that's my neighbor and another mechanic that is my sister's neighbor and we're both i mean we all drink together we all talk and i say you know what do you get paid if you don't want to tell me, I respect that, that's okay. But what do you guys get paid in there? He goes, dude, you don't want to know. I said, No, let me know. What what do you guys get paid? He goes, Man, we're making anywhere from thirty to thirty-two dollars an hour, and then them them temps and them techs, they're making you know, low twenties, upper teens, low twenties. I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like, that is literally a sixty six percent margin. Which is crazy. Or 66% markup, I guess you should say. I don't know how to say it. But That's, anyway. Uh, I don't know I what mean, our
0: labor is. I'm sure it's probably
1: around yours. I'm sure it's all pretty much the same. Uh, I don't know. You guys might be more expensive down there because you got the bigger equipment. You know, them stripper bailers, them things are. Them things look nice. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to run one of those. I want to come down for... for God, Dude, so I'm bad.
0: telling you, come on down. You, hell, you don't even have to be feeding. I'll be feeding cows. You can come sit on one, motherfucker. Run that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. This thing's drive like a Cadillac. It's unreal. How much How fast will
1: one of, them, one of them
0: run down the road? 17 and a half. Because they're carrying so much weight on that back axle. When it's folded down, you got to run real slow. And the header has to be on it to go that fast. Like if you take the header off of it, so it's not, uh, so you got even more weight on the back, it'll only go four miles an hour.
1: No shit. Yep. Damn. Yeah, I'd love to come down. I'd love to get the. Uh, I'd love to have the opportunity to sit on one of them things, shoot fire. I'd love to run one. I think it'd be awesome.
0: It is a lot of stuff to w- look. Not very many and people watch. in
1: modern day America can say they pick cotton.
0: Yeah, strip cotton. Dude, we got to go see what bull does. That guy, you talk about cotton farming. The cotton he grows is unreal compared to what we do. I want to go What's see... What's the uh, difference
1: there? Water.
0: and uh, Water? Mo- mostly water.
1: Where's he at? How far is he at? From, or how far is he from you?
0: Four hours. Right at four hours. He's not very far past the state line. He said the other day he was like seven miles across the state line into New Mexico. Or was it eleven? Oh, he's New, Mexico. In New Mexico. I mean Texas into Oklahoma. He's I there was in Altus. Say, But he's
1: in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah.
0: Altus, Oklahoma. They've got. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be talking about how big they are and everything, but like the amount of irrigated land they irrigate more land than we have down here. From the last time, from what I got talking to him before he ever was in the group chat when we first met, or started talking. I think they irrigate 6,000 acres, and that's everything we have. Shoot. <laughs> it's pretty crazy.
1: Shoot, that's six times my... No, not six times. Four times, five times, or four or three times my size. Everything I
0: have. I really admire that family. They've got something... They work very hard for what they've got, and they do it right,
1: dude. They've got some good looking cattle. They really do. I'd love to get some. I'd love to get some genetics in their herd. You know, see kind of, see kind of what I can do for them. You know, and and just cross it up on some outcross and stuff. But, well, like, I don't know what their uh,
0: every what day, their
1: kind of breeding regimen is.
0: All those mornings, he steps out on his front porch, and they're still in green grass, and then. Uh, boots he doesn't have any green grass at all we don't have any green grass but that guy's still got green grass it's the <laughs> damnedest thing right there where the up and down the river where they're running all those cows in that floodplain
1: I guess yeah, that's how what far it is, is little, Hopefully. Uh, how far is boots and bull from each other
0: aren't they like 30 miles apart or something
1: really I didn't know that. 40. I know they talk about that one town, but I don't know anything past that.
0: Yeah. I've been up there a couple of times to that. Hobart and Altus. When we go to Hobart, we drive through Altus. Hobart, as they say it. I don't know. I wow. really like it. Like Hobart, it's like 558 people or something. It's, it's very little, and it's declining. <laughs>
1: Dude, but, that's like my, my hometown.
0: 700. <laughs> I like Hobart a lot. It's a cute little place.
1: Mine ain't. It's just full of meth labs. Got a lot I'm of sure meth labs. Up here. Is. Everywhere else,
0: I ran around. I don't understand that mess. That's
1: like the old tractor cap confession guy. He's like Breaking Bad. It was for. It was filmed in New Mexico because we're just really good at making meth. You gotta <laughs> okay. say
0: Tucker, man. You gotta you gotta get your names right. Not not old Watson. Well, you know I want, what I meant. He's got you to know tell what that, I meant. He's got to tell that story about the meth head jumping in and stealing their farm trucks and stuff. He's got, I got it. We got to get him on the podcast to tell that story. I was laughing so
1: damn hard when he was telling us that day.
0: Were you around when he told that
1: story? Yeah, he was about how they stole one truck and then stole a green truck and took all and this then, shit from one truck and threw it in another and then they parked that truck down the road and Everything he got out
0: of, he just threw the keys out into the field. (laughs) That was the damnedest thing. You just get out of it and chunk the keys.
1: (laughs) Good lordy. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, we got to hear that story on the podcast.
1: I'll tell you, man. Well, shoot, I thought I said the right one. Hell, I didn't. I should have just said the ginger. Yeah, no kidding. Should just said the ginger. old Tucker. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was talking last night about having that problem with that starter roller on his baler. Asked me if I had any problems. Like, man, do you see what what I'm doing to my baler right now? I got problems with everything. So, I was
0: way behind on a group chat when I was watching you run that thing without a belt. And I was like, he's got to be wrapping up so much net wrap on his rollers, it's not even funny. And I was like, does he even know that's going on? And then he finally saw you in the video digging that out, and I was like, well, I guess he knows what he's doing for sure.
1: But (laughs) I don't know about what I'm doing for sure. Talk about a damn headache
0: getting a bunch of that net wrap rolled up.
1: Oh, heck, it's whatever. I don't care. I'm just just trying to limp my way through. I had had uh, one guy get mad at me. My neighbor got mad at me. He's like, these bales look like they're. They're missing pieces. I'm like, yeah, it's this new kind of net wrap I've been running. It's, or a new kind of uh, theory I've been running on my bales. He said, What's that? I said, I've been running half twine, half net wrap on all of them. He goes, You've been doing what? I said, Yep. He goes, Why? I was like, Because I got a belt missing. What? I don't see no twine on them things. I'm like, because it's not. There's no twine on it. It's a joke. Uh. But, I yeah had, it's a pain in the butt but we do it anyway
0: that last year i had that round baler we had grasspers so bad we'd always had grasspers. but like those graspers would tag that twine out and you'd mess up you know anyway i'd always get twine up there on that very top roller where it opens up where the when your uh when your gate opens up that very top one that slacks all those belts uh i'd get up there with a torch and melt all that shit off because it'd be there'd be so much of it and i'd top my belts on fire one day and not a big fire but i put a big old hole in one
1: <laughs> yeah i just top up with a knife with a knife and just start cutting on that stuff that's way too
0: smart to think and that's way better just to use a torch well i'm the other day- telling you we got to change this podcast around to like insurance confessions because gonna, we're going to get so screwed over on our insurance talking about this stuff all the Dude, time. Dude, my
1: insurance tells me I'm a liability on a daily basis.
0: Dude, it's not even funny, all the things we need to be talking about on this thing. You're gonna, it's going to come back and bite us in the ass so bad it's not even going to be funny.
1: I'm already broke. I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come get it. It's more out <laughs> anyway,
1: just like your poem. Pretty much, pretty much. That's like, man, I don't know what to do, but yeah, my insurance really does tell me I'm a liability. They're like, we don't know you're about you. are your rates need to be super high because you're a liability to us. I'm like, thank you. But it was also kind of come right after a story of they were like, we we're talking about stupid animals. I said, yeah. This one, it started running at me, and I was just in the corner of the pen. I just stood there. They're like, you just stood there. I was like, yeah, I just wanted to see if it hit me or not. <laughs> what? I'm like, yeah, it did. It hit me. It really hurt. They're like, well, what would you do? I said, I got on top of the gate, and I started hitting it. Well, what do you mean? Well, I started hitting it, and then it jumped on top of me, so I fell off. And they're like, you're kidding me, right? I said, nope. And that's they really said. You're literally a liability to us. Like, I'm like, well, what are you going to do about it? You get my premium every month. They just kind of laughed.
0: I had a cow run me up a gate uh, this afternoon. Believe it or not, I can jump pretty high when I need to. My little short legs.
1: <laughs> it
0: put a fire under your ass.
1: <laughs> I wish I had a, I wish I could, we could get a video live streaming right now or we uh we were working cattle this spring my neighbors are 80 80 plus years old i helped them with everything i mean i look after their cows as well as my own and they got about 160 cows and anyway this old cow she's getting hot-headed one day and the old boy steps in there and she took after him and you know my old bullfight herself i'm like oh crap i seen it coming so i hopped in between her and him and i tapped her on the face tapped her in the eye and she came running after me and i went to bail over the fence and she threw me over the fence i landed on my back and the other the other guy his brother goes wait wait hold on hold on let me get my phone i gotta get camera out hold on <laughs> and i'm trying to get this cow robert robert standing there she goes he goes well i didn't want her in that pen i want her in that pen so, of course, you get up there and you're trying to push this cow, and all she does is turn around and want to fight. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh man, you know. So, I hop in front of her, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just get this cow's attention, I'm gonna take off, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna jump over this fence. Right back in the day, I could jump pretty dang high. Nowadays, uh, uh, I mean, like, used to have 38 inch vertical, now I got like it feels like seven. <laughs> I don't know if it was 38 or not, but I know it was pretty high. Anyway, it feels about like seven, so I took off running. This cow came after me, and I waited until she's about two steps from me. And there's a little walk-through gate right next to the fence, or right next to the gate that she needed to take a left out of to go out to the dry lot. And I got to that gate, and I jumped. And I mean, I was going to clear it, and all of a sudden, my legs didn't make it up high enough, and my kneecaps caught that gate. I did a Ugh. flip. Landed on my back. My hat went flying. She hit the gate, busted the gate open. And I took off running again. It was literally like off the sandlot whenever you seen the dog chasing yeah. the old Rodriguez kid. It was yeah. like, my goodness, what are we going to do? So I ran, and I ran and jumped into the back of the truck and she took off down the highway.
0: Well, That's one thing we do not tolerate is a Henry cow. We get rid of them things so fast. There's no; Those things don't make you enough money to justify you getting some kind of doctor bill or you getting knocked out of work for a little bit. Right, and see
1: then, that's like this morning <laughs> I was loading cattle for my neighbor. You know, he, he's selling out of his fall herd, so I got the pasture. I was loading cattle for him, and this cow, he walked into the pen, she stuck her head up. And I was like, Wayne, you need to get back. And he's 69 years old. I said... Wayne, you need to get back. He goes, look, you're young, you're agile, and you're really good at what you do, but don't tell me what to do. I said, okay. And about that time, this cow just comes barreling over the plastic feed bunk, goes, puts him into the fence, rolls him. I'm like, shit. So I get on my horse, not literal horse, but I I start running. I get over there towards him and (laughs) jump between him and the cow, smack the cow in the head. She throws a head at me, catches my back leg, flips me into the fence. I get up and take off running again. Wayne's trying to scurry up the alleyway to get out of the way, and I'm trying to get away from this cow but keep the cow away from him. I tell you what, it was a Western show, let me tell you. Oh, man, I cannot stand crazy cattle. It always seems like the old guys have the craziest ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not out there working on them. Yeah and you'll always see that head there'll be a big old mob of them and then there'll be that one straight head come up looking over everybody and then she'll run out of the middle of the mob coming for you. Oh yeah.
1: Everybody else, she's just like let's go. But that was yeah. like one time I was loading some fat cattle. My neighbors, the Selby boys, they uh, they uh, they feed out a lot of cattle and They'll sell uh, 140 fats a year. Well, one time, we couldn't get these things to load. And they were only sending like 15. So Robert was like, we only had a ground, or didn't even have a ground load. We just had a little a little 32-foot trailer, 36, whatever it was. And couldn't get him to go up the alleyway to go and load this thing. And I said, you know, this is some bullcrap. And Robert Robert thought out this great idea. and I said, okay. He said, you know, you're going to get in there. And you're going to run and you're going to run through the trailer, and they're going to chase you up there, and you're going to jump out the escape door, and I'll shut the door behind you. Okay, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, I was kind of young, a little bit fast, and so I hopped in there. And of course, you know, here come old 1281 just to trucking along after me. You know, 1280 pounds of pissed off beef coming. I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. So I take off running, I make two little quick cuts, I'm headed down the alleyway jump through the trailer jump into the trailer run 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 jump through the escape gate and all of a sudden i look back and robert's looking over his shoulder talking to his brother and here comes the steer out the dang escape gate after me i said robert and the steer comes he's coming after me and all robert goes you better run a little bit faster if you want to outrun that thing (laughs) I said, you're kidding me, right? And literally, I am running down a main highway. We live not next to an interstate, but right next to a main highway that connects Missouri and Kansas. And there's traffic all day, every day. This thing's out on the highway. Seeing its reflection in people's cars, beating the crap (laughs) out of other people's cars because it thinks it's fighting something. Oh, man. i tell you what. It was awful. But I outran it. I, I made a couple quick moves and could get get around it but shoot fire i'll never forget that you better run a little fast if you want to outrun that thing
0: We uh, this was several years ago back when we branded our neighbor's calves my granddad was still alive so i mean it was like 2009 or something like that anyway the most wild calves you ever saw he wouldn't cut these things so they were like 600 pounds just big giant meanest animals you ever had you'd load them in a trailer and they'd just shake the trailer apart kind of deal well we brought them down to our house to our good pens kicked them loose and uh this before we had big pipe gates we just had those little panel gates everywhere well, these sons of bitches they just dented the gates up to where they wouldn't even work they busted them all through we were working calves and we had to have two by fours because these calves, we'd let them out of the shoot and they'd come back on us. He'd whack them on the head with big-ass two-by-fours. Mean, honor animals. We told them, we, uh, we, we're we not going to work your calves anymore. <laughs> so he'd hire a bunch of cowboys. They talk about being hard on your animals doing that. But yeah. Man, this guy's, all of his cows, just plum wild. He wouldn't ever go out in them until it's time to work them. And like Yeah, you can't do that. Man, I hate when people are that kind of rancher.
1: Yeah. I take a great deal of pride in keeping my cattle calm to where they'll work for everybody.
0: Well, like ours, you get right up through them. You never think twice about walking through a big herd of them when they're running through gates. You just split the herd, you know, like Noah. And, yeah. Uh, You don't ever worry about them. And it's so nice being that way. It's how it needs to be. And when you got a doctor, a calf or something, I mean, you go getting a calf feller and they'll come running up to you, see what's going on and blow a bunch of snot in your face. But there's a damn good chance you're not going to get run over and blasted.
1: Yeah, I tell you, there's no better feeling than rolling out a couple bales of hay in a long line and seeing a. 100, 125 bred cows or pears or whatever just just lined up on both sides of that hay over a winter month. I mean, there's no better feeling. You can walk down the middle of them, you not have a problem, not yep. get hit, not get nothing. Yep. And
0: get up close to them and see anything that might be wrong with them, read their damn tag.
1: They're yeah. not running away from you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There ain't no two ways about that, but... Hey, man, I don't want to be a party pooper, but it's about 1 o'clock up here, and uh, I've been up for a long time.
0: I, I was ready to get, to get off this thing, too. I think we got, how many? like
1: 87 minutes and
0: then another 12, so we got a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but, hey, that'll work.
0: All right, I'll see you tomorrow, hotshot. Good having you on, the right. Power Plant. You want to give your
1: Snapchat out or anything? I mean, if you want to see some pretty Western stuff on, uh, that happens on a daily basis, go ahead and give me an ad. It's at the Dylan Kale, T-H-E-D-Y-L-A-N-K-A-L-E, at the Dylan Kale. Give me an ad. Do whatever you want. I'll talk to anybody if you want advice, if you want. Just to have a good old conversation or just to see a couple good laughs every day to brighten your brighten your day you better just type that into the old username find me and add me
0: you'll never see a funnier story than what dylan put. oh shit than what Powerplant puts up every day he's a <laughs> he's a good fella you can't believe how hard he works every day it's like man just run me ragged trying to do half of it he's a hoop, boys follow him
1: well i sure do appreciate it we got to work a little bit to make a little bit Actually, I think it's more so work a lot to make a little bit anymore. No kidding. Hi, hey, I'm gonna hop off here. I gotta be up for the freaking rooster crows to go rap A tomorrow. So I sure appreciate the talk, Tex. See you, compadre. This'll be the best point I've had so far by far. You betcha. You, you betcha. You next time we'll get into some more technical stuff, such as uh, whatever you want to call it, I guess. Hell stuff yeah. Stuff that goes on. Let's but, make
0: a damn. Uh, Let's make the rendezvous actually happen this time and quit blowing them off.
1: You know, I feel terrible about that. We had that we had that death in the family, you know, with the baby, and we couldn't. I felt terrible. I wanted to come down there so bad, but, man, that was just awful. I, I, it's been a rough year. 2019 has been a rough one.
0: Nobody blames you on that one at all. It's that second one that we blew off. and We should have made something happen. I don't even remember what happened on the second one.
1: I think everybody's just so dang busy. I mean, we're all running. It's the weather's been good to run, so we've been running. <laughs> yeah, no It's kidding. pretty simple. Life happens. All right, man. I'm gonna
0: go. See ya. Thank you.
1: Hey, see ya. Thanks.